Father, we, we just thank you so much for this moment today. Thank you that we get to be here, that we get to share in uh, so many making a covenant with you, uh, so many stepping into their own faith. Thank you for the, the moms and dads, the, the teachers, the friends, the grandparents, the cousins, the aunts, the uncles, everybody that has influenced so many to make this decision today. And Father, I just pray that as we remember the days that we made our commitments and that we made our covenants with you, may they fill us with great joy. And God, we know that there is joy today in this house, that so many are making this commitment. We know uh, that the ones that we've lost along the way are looking down uh, with grateful hearts, knowing, uh, knowing that our children are following them in faith. Pray that you'd bless us today as we uh, share a time in your word, as we continue to uh, embrace you in covenant. We ask that you would walk with us today. And we pray this all through Jesus, and everyone together says, Amen. amen. So I don't even feel like I need to preach today. Can I get an amen on that? Is that a, is that a good thing? You just want to go home right now? That would be great. Um, who said yeah? <laughs> Have you been baptized? Because that's a commitment. You, no, I'm just kidding. Okay, just checking. I'm in a series called Ask Jesus, uh, which is obviously a take on, on an old thing. And I thought I would just share a few words today. Uh, one of the questions that I want us to maybe ask Jesus and explore together is how important are covenants? Now, this is language that we we maybe don't use quite as much. I don't know that a covenant comes up in everyday conversation with people. And yet, as believers, it sort of governs the way that we live our lives. Covenants are, are a big deal. We're going to talk about that as well. What we learn if we read Scripture is that covenants are the way that we interact with God. Uh, it's the way that w when, whenever God and His people meet, whether it be in the desert or on the mountain or where, wherever it might be, the, the covenants are the way that help us to interact with God. Uh, covenants are keeping, are tangible for our sake. I know there's an error on this next slide, but don't worry about it. Uh, covenants are tangible for our sake. Uh, we can touch them, we can feel them. God allows us to participate in covenant, not because he needs it, but because we do. Because he helps us to, to reach him and be a part of something with him through this thing called covenants. Covenants are a physical manifestation of agreement. Now, I know this is really gross, but what they would do when they would make a covenant is they would take an animal, they would kill it, they would cut it end from end, all the way down, they would put two sides kind of, you know, kind of in a little ravine or something like that, like a ditch on the side of the road, and then the people that were agreeing would sort of lock arms and walk through the two sides of this animal. I know that's disgusting and it's gross, but that's how agreements used to be made. In fact, if you read the Bible, you don't make covenants, you cut covenants. Something has to die, there has to be blood in order for a covenant to be made. Now, if you read the Bible, there's a ton of covenants. Here are just a few. Uh, one is the Noahic covenant, which is the covenant of Noah. And basically where God says, I'm never going to destroy the earth uh, by a flood again. Or you have Abraham that makes a covenant through when he has his son Isaac and the covenant of circumcision, but that he will be the father of the nations. The Mosaic covenant is the one that happens at Mount Sinai where God gives the Ten Commandments and the law. And the priestly covenant, how do priests interact? The David, the Davidic covenant of how Israel's going to live with a king, with the physical king. Uh, and, and then there's the new covenant that's talked about in in Jesus, and then we're going to talk about it in here in a few, 
a few moments. In fact, covenants are so important that they, they build this box that's called the Ark of the Covenant, and they put everything in it, and they carry it around, and every time, you know, this 500,000 or a million people move, this is what goes first to show we are God's covenant people. We are following God where he is leading us. And, and only certain people, you're not supposed to even touch the, the Ark of the Covenant. If you do, you'll die because it is holy, not because, not because it's magical, but because it represents the weight of what God is doing. And so that goes before them. Whenever they have a battle, that's what goes ahead to say God is the one who is leading us in this. Covenant keeping is a big deal. Covenant keeping is a big deal. The Bible tells us that when we keep God's covenants, we are blessed people. In fact, when Jesus talks, when he starts his ministry, he talks about what it means to be covenant people. And he says, when people are covenant people, what they say matters. Because if you know that person, you know that they're going to keep the covenant that they have made. If they make an agreement, you know that their word is good. You have, you have friends like this that you say, listen, I, I hope people say this about me. Hey, I know Sheldon. If he says he's going to do something, he's going to do it. This is why Jesus even says all we need to simply say is yes or no. Beyond that, everything beyond that is, is evil. That we need to be people that others know are so tied to covenant that when we say yes, it means something. Your word means something. Wouldn't you hate if somebody goes, you know, I, I know Lucy. Sorry, Lucy, I'm picking on you because you're right there. This is not true of Lucy, I promise. But if Lucy says she'll do something, it's 50-50. Now, I know it's not true. That's why I'm using you as an, an example. If I had said, uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to call somebody out. But the reality is, how many of you would like to know, hey, he, this person said yes to me, but they don't always mean it. In fact, the Bible tells us parables of a father who has two sons, and he asks both of them to go and work. One says yes, but doesn't do it. One says no, but then does it. And he says, don't be like this first son who agrees to things and says yes to things, but then backs out. I think our world is teaching us, you only do something as long as it's good for you. If you break your word, as long as you have a good enough excuse, that's okay. But if you read the Bible as well, it says that covenant breaking is a big deal as well, that there is a punishment that goes along with covenant breaking. And let me tell you why. Because when you made an agreement and you made a covenant with somebody, if you break that covenant, this is what you have to do. You have to kill another animal to make right what you violated in this covenant, then you have to kill another animal to make a new covenant. That's a lot of cats, people. I've decided. Jesus loves dogs, okay? Um, so when you go home, yeah. Funny that's the thing that gets the amen in church, isn't it? Um, so when you go home today and you, your kids, you say, listen, I'll make a covenant right here with this, you know, <laughs> fluffy. I will, I will do that. But breaking covenants, breaking covenants is costly. Breaking covenants is a big deal because what you've done, you've, it's very serious. And then you have to make, make amends when you break the covenant. And then you have to make a new covenant. It's, it's a lot. And it's meant to be messy and that 
and that reminder that this is not what we should do. Let me tell you a few things about covenants that are easy to remember. Number one is this. Covenants are inconvenient. There is no such thing as a convenient covenant. Just think about that. Covenants are inconvenient. Parents, have you had to have this conversation with your kids? We commit to do this on Friday night. On Monday afternoon, something better, a party or some event comes along, and our kids say, I really want to do this other thing. And as a parent, you've got to sit down with them and say, we committed to this. And that needs to take precedence. If you want to teach your kids that covenants don't matter, let them change their minds and help them come up with excuses so that they don't have to do what they originally committed to. If you are in covenant with God, it's inconvenient. If you're in covenant with your spouse, there are going to be times where it's inconvenient. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be tough. And we need to know that. That's why when, when we make commitments like baptism and other things, we need to be sure to tell people, listen, there's a part of this that means you're going to have to do right even when you don't want to. Number two is easy. Covenants are costly. They, they cost a lot. A covenant costs a sacrifice. It costs blood. That's how we make covenants. The third one is also good too. Covenants are choices. We choose covenants. We say, I'm going to stand here and I'm going to make a declaration and I'm going to allow this to be a part of my life. I tell people this a lot. Decisions are direction, but choices are covenants. Uh, we, we have a lot of directions in our life and we're kind of moving this way and going this way. But when we stand and we make a choice and we say, today I am choosing this, we are making a covenant with the people around us. Maybe another way to say it is, we are the commitments we keep or the covenants we keep. That's who we are. We are the choices that we make. If you want to know who you are, just think about the choices that you've made in your life. That's who you are. Covenants define the people that we will become. That's why we call baptism a covenant. It is a moment where we stand in front of people and with God. Baptism is a covenant. Another thing is communion is a covenant. I know when you walked in today, it's, it maybe seems a little, little different than it used to. We used to pass trays and we used to do a lot of things and our world's kind of shifted. And I know for a lot of those, I know it was true in our house, but we told our girls that they were not going to share in the Lord's Supper until they made their own covenants with God because this is a big deal. This represents the body and the blood of Christ. If we read the scripture, it tells us that while they were eating, Jesus took bread and broke it and gave it to them and said, take, this is my body. Then he took the cup and he gave it to them and he said, said drink from it, all of you. This is the blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. See, in communion, we reflect on our covenant with God. The day that we made choices to accept Christ, the day that we were baptized, the day that we decided that our faith was going to be our own. And that's why when we take this, the first thing we do is we, we thank God 
that He paid a price that we were unable to pay. We have great gratitude in our lives. And we reflect on our own commitments, not because we're perfect, not because we've done everything right, but because we are called into covenant and the blood of Jesus continually washes us clean. And so as we, as we share in this here in a few moments together, we're going to take a moment to come to the quiet. You know, every time you sin, you don't have to be rebaptized all the time. But the Lord's Supper is God's wisdom that says we get a moment to just reflect, to tangibly connect. This is covenant that we're sharing in. And so maybe today you, maybe you were baptized a long time ago. Maybe you kind of lost your way. The beauty of God is that you are never too far from Him. Maybe today in this moment you reflect on the body broken, the blood poured out. We always have people up here to pray. Sometimes people just need a minute to say, my life's got off track, I got a little lost. I want to come home again. And God always receives us with open arms because He is a God of covenant. as we reflect today let me say a prayer and then we'll take a few moments to just share in this together our father we just thank you so much for the opportunity we have to to be covenant people not because we deserve it not because we're good enough but because you are good enough we just pray today that as we as we share in the body and the blood that you would just remind us of the commitments and covenants that we've made, that you would bless our lives as we share in this together. We thank you, Jesus. And it's in your name that we pray. And everyone says...